Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet and to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the first reading for this day. You heard it read before from Revelation chapter 7. I recall just these words. After these things, I saw a large crowd from every nation, tribe, people, and language. No one was able to count how many people there were. They were standing in front of the throne and the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, holding palm branches in their hands and crying out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Lamb of God, who we will greet once again in heaven before the throne as his saints, my beloved. The Apostle John was greatly privileged by God as he was exiled on the island of Patmos to be privileged to see a vision revealed to him by Jesus in symbolism. By way of that vision, Jesus let John see future things that would happen both on earth and in heaven. The verses before us this morning are a vision of heaven and what's going on there. Jesus gives John and us a sneak preview of heaven's activity. First of all, what he saw was a huge crowd, bigger than the crowd at State Fair on a Sunday afternoon in August, bigger than a crowd at a Packer game, bigger than the crowd on the 3rd of July for the fireworks on the lakefront. A crowd so huge nobody could count their numbers. A crowd of people from every language, every nation, every color, every race. And they were all wearing white robes and waving palm branches in front of the Lamb. The people shouted, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The angels also shouted, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever And then one of the elders or the leaders in heaven stepped out and asked John, these people who are wearing white robes, who are they and um, where are they coming from? And St. John, maybe kind of mystified but also in great faith, said, Sir, you know. And then the leader answered in just the reverse order that he asked the question. First of all, he said, these are people who are coming out of terrible suffering. They are people who used to live on the earth, and they suffered all sorts of terrible things. Some people suffered from persecution for believing in Jesus. They all suffered because of the results of sin. They were tortured. They were imprisoned. They were executed for being Christians. They all suffered because of the results of sin. 
Some suffered painful illnesses. Some suffered the loss of their jobs. Some suffered the loss of their homes in fires and floods. Some were involved in terrible car accidents. Some were hated by other people for absolutely no reason. Some suffered the results of war. Some suffered malnutrition from famine and lack of food. But now they were all coming out. Now at last all their suffering was over. They walked into the valley of the shadow of death and out and out on the other side. That's where they came from. That's where they were coming from. They were coming from earth. With all of its trouble and pain, finally they were released from the captivity of mortality to the freedom of immortality. These before the throne. That's where they came from. Who are they? And the leader answered, These are the ones who have washed their robes and made them white by the blood. Kind of unusual symbolism in this vision, isn't it? Because usually blood makes our garments or our clothes dirty. And uh, if you ever see somebody who has a whole lot of blood on them, you, something ugly happened and, and uh, something very bad happened because of all that blood. But in heaven, their robes have been washed white and pure, not just by any blood, but by the blood of the Lamb. And of course, we know who the Lamb was. Because it was John the Baptist out there in the wilderness when Jesus first made his uh, beginning of his ministry who said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. St. John himself wrote in his first letter, The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Blood is the cleansing and purifying agent not of the body, but of the soul, washed clean from all sin. Whatever it was of your sin this past week, it has been forgiven. Whatever your sins will be tomorrow and the next day, they are forgiven. You have been made white by the blood of the Lamb. Because you see, unless you are absolutely spotless, you can't get to the throne and the Lamb. Jesus once told Peter on Monday, Thursday, he said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Even if one little spot remains on you, you won't get to heaven. I remember, unfortunately, now it's many, many years ago when I was pastor at St. Paul's in Franklin. We still had, uh, I think, three farming families in the congregation. And uh, once in a while, they would come up to the communion rail. And uh, to come to church, I know that before they came to church, they uh, took a shower and they put on fresh uh, church clothes. But uh, it seems to me that every once in a while, they must have walked back, uh, before they got into the car to come to church, they walked back into the cow barn. Because at the communion rail, a little dirt can go a long way. Something was not right. One little sin. That's all that it takes to keep you out of heaven. Just one unkind word, just one evil thought, just one obscenity, 
and you are disqualified from stepping before the throne in the Lamb. Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. You ever play dominoes? Set up all the dominoes, all the dominoes. Some professional people even do that and make all those odd designs. And how many dominoes does it take to make all the other go down? Just one. Push them over. All the rest go down. Thanks be to God, St. Paul promised us in 1 Corinthians. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Ephesians. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and present, to present to himself a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. All the saints were gathered there before the throne and the Lamb, and not one of them was there because of their own effort. Only by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus also let John see uh, what the saints were experiencing there in heaven. They were experiencing God's eternal protection. It says that God spread his tent out over them for protection. Now, perhaps it doesn't mean much for us, you know, but if you would have lived in Bible days where it was very arid, dry, and that sun beat down on you all day, a tent was almost like having air conditioning. God spread his tent of protection over all the saints in heaven. No hunger, no thirst, no starvation, no dehydration, all the food and beverages for everybody forever. No longer the misery of being lost in the desert, but in an oasis forever. No more crying. No more funerals, no more hearses, no more hospitals, no more wheelchairs, no more tragedies, no more tears, no more needles, no more pills. Today is a day to remember all the saints who have gone home to heaven before us who are experiencing just these things right now. Today we remember them all with thanksgiving to God because the Saints that have gone home before us were God's special gifts to his earthly church whom he used as messengers for his kingdom. And as we remember those departed saints and you have them in your family as well as I do, our remembrance strengthens our faith because all of those who are now before the throne and, uh, and the Lamb, while they were here on earth, they fell. They fell because of sin. But it was Jesus Christ who raised them up once again by his grace. Moses and Abraham and David and Peter and Luther and Walter and the Christian members of your family and great-grandpa and great-grandma and the uncles and the aunts. And we can honor them in no better way on this day than to imitate and to emulate their faith and their actions and the commitment and the effort and the sweat and the zeal that they displayed for the Lord. Some of them were the ones who ventured across the sea to establish a new church in a free land. Some of them were the ones who worshipped in makeshift facilities like the parsonage next door. 
Some of those were the ones who built this house of worship and brought their children here to find out about Jesus Christ. May we remember them and imitate them. And if we follow in the faith of our fathers, in the faith of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, then our prayer will be answered, Lord, I want to be among the number when the saints go marching in. Be faithful unto death. And then you too will shout along with the heavenly saints and angels, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen and amen. Please stand. Peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith this morning by the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. <clears throat> With God's people throughout the New Testament church, we remember this day all those who have finished the race and have kept the faith. We especially note this day those who have gone to the church triumphant during the days of this last year. Charlotte Wolpert. Corrine Radder. Phil Kirch. Helmut Weiss, Arlene Greep, Ben Radder, Herbert Getch,